Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Whoa, coming in so hot. Hey, uh, welcome to the first day of September. Ah, Wait for What does that mean? What did you say to me? It doesn't say the first night of September. It says the 21st. It's like, do you remember in the first night of September? Yeah. Lil Ren, do you know that song? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fire, dog. Okay. Yeah. Dog? She's a dog. She called me dog. I'm just (laughs) testing your skills. I taught you that. I gave her a musical. I gave her a musical aptitude. I like theme music. Should that be a thing every week? Well, it's September. Oh, man. I love the fall Maybe we should do for the entire month of September our theme song for the week, like what we're feeling for that week. It Could that be a little Frank Sinatra? Could that little be a little Billie Eilish? Could that be... This is it for right now. Okay. I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, oh, come on, dance with <laughs> Sorry, we're so, we're so silly. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> we're, we're showing the dad vibes and the mom vibes. Oh, man. You if you're a mom, mean? I'm a looking and I'm a liking. Good, you should. I thought you would have played Green Day. What's Green Day? I mean, I know Green Day is what song, though, we're talking about. The, the Wake Me Up When September Ends. Wake Me Up When September Nah, it's no. too sad, man. It's just like them holding their nasally nose. Dude, I love like, the... Did you just say you want to dance? I've never heard those words come out of your mouth before. <laughs> hey, autumn makes me want to dance. Babe, Fall we can take ballroom class get... lessons. I was actually... We've already done the ballroom dance We can lessons. do it again with some couples. We never... I never... You get better. I Who's never get better. I, I'm, I'm here <laughs> for it. We could all... We could, you know, all go together. It'd be fun. Friday yeah. night, date night, you know? You know what? If we're doing it in the fall time, I'm Get a fan. I think my favorite season of all the seasons is fall. I just yeah. love it. For like, sure. okay, we're here in Seattle. We just got back from Florida where it was crazy hot and we were on the beach and it was awesome. But man, the moment we can see how 60s, the air is crisp. Chris. Fresh. Fresh. I mean, it's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> He's yes. repeating everything. It's happening. That's it just la- feels right. Hey, that's lazy broadcasting. You I can't love just it. repeat everything I say. I, I just feel it feels right. <sighs> you. Uh, what's your favorite season, babe? I do love fall. I love fall. I, I love summers in Seattle. If we're, if we're talking like in the South, no. But in Seattle, summers are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it was a hot one, I would say, this, this year. But I'm... I'm loving it. I'm loving the heat. And September is Lil Ren Ren's birthday and also our son Judah's birthday. It's a big month also for us. Also Christiana. Oh, yeah. Our, my sister Christiana's birthday. Lil Ren was born on September 11th, 911. Nicely 2004. done. 2004. I know. Okay. But still. Um, it's a you're going to be 17. Yes, That's crazy talk. That is, yeah. Our so, youngest so is 17. That is something else. Yeah. You babe. Look, babe, you look like you're 17. Babe, we're doing good. We're doing so We're good. Hot. You're hot. I mean, we look good. <laughs> like, this self, like, I mean, you don't look 17. Yeah. But, but like 18, 19. <laughs> I definitely don't look like I'm in my 20s anymore, unfortunately. I but think you do. No. I never uh, get carded. I think you do. <laughs> you definitely look older than me. Yeah. I never got carded. <laughs> she agreed. I'm shocked. That's true. She's not arguing. You do not look old. Come on. What are we? Look older than her. Why do she's we? She's not wrong. Why do we talk like that? <laughs> I was just. I was just, we're boomers. I was just digging to see if she'd. Seren, like, do you, we're gonna go to a restaurant. We were talking right before we turned the mic. We're gonna go to a restaurant for Seren's 17th birthday. You know what I was realizing after getting back from Florida, which we had the best vacation, and we did a podcast on vacation, which was a lot of fun. Um, it's good to be back in Coffee Talk Studios, though. Truly, ah, uh, feels good. Um, the restaurant situation in Seattle. Is solid. 
Solid. Like we went to breakfast, Jen, you and I, two days ago with the Rusty Pelican in Woodinville. And it was the best breakfast I had out of all the breakfasts we had on vacation. And we went to breakfast everywhere on vacation. I loved it. But man, Seattle's restaurant scene. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. It is legit. Loren, where do you want to go for your, your 17th birthday? I don't know. McDonald's, Chick-fil-A. What are you thinking? Taco Bell. Ooh. Crystals. Ooh. Dude, crystals. There There's no crystals <laughs> here. Where are you from? That's Ooh, Atlanta. That's, that's a southern thing. Oh, people don't know nothing about White Castle. White Castle. White Castle. You that's don't know some no- nasty That's food. Chicago. You don't, how do you know? Those you would like never eat it. spongy square sandwiches. Yes. And they have like little like patties. Oh, Their patty yes. is literally the size of a piece of paper. Yeah. And that piece they, of paper is joy. Oh, man. Oh, I remember that. I used to crush me some I mean, that'll make you. That'll make you die early, you know? Yeah. Well, oh, oh our, my brother-in-law, Travis, while we were on vacation, he sent us all this random fact that there's science proves that every time you eat a hot dog, you take 30, 30 minutes off your life. <laughs> I believe that. I was like, that dude, is, I've lost is. a lot of life. <laughs> what, what about bratwurst? Is that like an hour? Because my... My first job was at my dad, my dad's car dealership. They didn't pay us, but they were giving like free hot dogs and soda and chips to the customers that were coming on the lot. And so my brother Joey and I would sit out in the tent in the car lot and you'd offer them for free. And our pay, you know, we were we were like 11 and 12, our pay was all the hot dogs and soda you could no, eat and drink. So all Your dad let you just eat hot oh, dogs yes, all day? All day long. We no. just crushed hot dogs, drank no. soda, bags of chips. We did it all day. I must have eaten 15 hot dogs every oh weekend. My yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've taken off I've shaved off at least 5 years of my life. <laughs> Babe. Thanks Dad. We got to we got to redo that. Like undo not redo, undo that. I'll redo it. Let's go. Redo. I, I need you to stick around for some time, you know. Um, hey, should we read some reviews from the podcast? It's always fun. Um, this is amazing. Lil Ren got her first shout out in, Let's go. in a podcast review. First of all, thanks for everyone who rates and reviews. It's it's awesome, and thanks Helps. for sharing the thanks podcast. Sharing, we love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Here's one of the reviews written. It says, "Grateful for this podcast." This is from Frankie. Oh, oh, Frankie. oh we know Frankie. What's going on? Frankie's a stud, man. All right. Here's Frankie says this. Love how authentic and raw Billy and Jen are. I don't know. I just don't like the word raw. This, uh, you're pretty raw, though. There's just something about That's it that rubs word. me. Rubs me raw. No, I think she, I think no, he used no. the word appropriately. <laughs> okay, but Frankie gets a pass. Yes. Love how authentic and raw Billy and Jen are with the addition of Vic the sound chick and a little Ren Ren. A little Ren Ren. <laughs> little Ren Ren gets a shout out. He goes, I the think backbone. I spoke. This podcast is straight up belly laughs for days. It feeds my heart, soul, and consistently inspires me to be a better version of myself. All caps. Thank you, Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Highly, 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 highly recommend. Oh, really thank nice. you. I didn't even pay Frankie for that. Frankie, wow. thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, okay, here's another one from Cherry8. It says, Billy and Jen never get old. Ah, I think we just said that. You're looking all 18 <laughs> and 19 right now. Uh, she goes, I have listened and re-listened to so many of the Coffee Talks. They are great for the low moments and the high moments and always say what needs to be said. Oh, that's cool. That was left on August 6th. Thanks, Cherry. Eight. Um, this is <laughs> this is this is Bubba Ganoush. Bubba Ganoush. <laughs> that, that's got to be a character name. No, I like it. Awesome, irreverent, fun, and I don't know what the rest says. It says Billy and Jen are hilarious. The constant banner is filled with practical wisdom and laughter. 
Billy's rants are hilariously derailing, too. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Bubba Gadoosh. <laughs> and Jen is great at bringing the conversation back down to the real world. Hey. Yeah, that's true. Cheers to that, man. If you're looking for a super entertaining and insightful conversation, pour yourself a cup of coffee and enjoy the musings yes. of Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Pour wow, well written, Bubba Gadoosh. Bubba Gadoosh. I like your name. And then, let's see, Bethany Sternberg. I don't know if we've read this one before. I'm trying to remember if I know who Bethany is. It sounds so familiar. Bethany. Oh, yeah. You do. Yeah. What's up, Bethany? She says, I listen to Coffee Talk every Thursday morning on my weekly long commute. It's something I look forward to. Thank you for keeping things fresh, Billy and Jen. Aw, thank you, Bethany. Love it. And Lil Ren, you got a shout out. Yay. Pick the sound check. You've had a few. So, you know, there, there you are. I did, someone was telling us the other day, they were like, um, the way you guys are off the mic and like your timing is just perfection. It's perfect. Ah. And I'd agree. So well done. Um, can we all collectively agree that that was my idea in the very beginning? Is what? You off the mic. I don't remember it that way. Yes, and I came up with <laughs> I the was moniker, for her Dick to say the Sound that. Chick. I don't remember it that way. Oh, come on. I don't either, baby. You guys, you got to give this me credit. Yeah. You got to give me a little credit because I did that. Um, babe, what's what's new with you? We're actually recording this in the evening. Um, typically, we do this in the morning, but it's, we got just got back from vacation, so we've been in the swing of things. The morning got kind of packed, and in so it. in it to win it, man. Here we are. It's six p.m. in the evening. Hit the ground running, you know. And I think after this, we're gonna walk down to a restaurant. Let's go. I'm hungry. That's what Lil Ren said. Chip salsa, guacamole. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I'm I'm getting ready to start. Um, it won't be seventy five hard again, but it'll be like a fifty hard. When are you starting that? Pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, what? I'm doing it again. Is it going to be hard or is it going to be soft again? I did 75 solid <laughs> and it got me ready for vacation. And babe, you you were pleasantly surprised. I was very thankful. Your bod looked awesome. Pretty solid. It was getting it was getting. I, mean, good. I still wore the tank top, but the deep Vs were real. Yeah. Your, and, your biceps were getting a little more cut. Yeah, your you shoulders, your back. Yeah, keep, I was. Me, I was keep, I'm, keep it coming. I'm loving it. But no, I'm going to jump in. We got good friends. Uh, Jarrell and Lana, they own a gym here locally in, um, in Kirkland. What's it called? The Hop? Mm-hmm. And um, which is a great gym. Great, check it they've out. got some. Good I'm meeting equipment. with Jarrell. I I meet with him Thursday, oh, one p.m. Oh, I'm scared. First for you. workout. He's a, he's a professional bodybuilder, and I told him like, take it easy, bro. I gotta just ease my way in, but I'm gonna start like 50 hard up to Thanksgiving ish. Ooh, you're gonna get so hard. That's <laughs> <laughs> Pause and reflect. Thank you for that. <laughs> Come on, friends. <laughs> Come on. Let's just all collectively so, calm down. Um, what are we doing? What's fresh with you? Oh, hey. Fresh? fresh? I, I'm just you thinking. You sound of, a little Rin Rin. Well, I'm thinking of like the. Uh, I've never said that. The, Cap. The, Cap. The, Queen. The, never said that either. That's Vic's. The review I just read was saying that we're fresh. So I'm oh. like, hey, we are drinking. Want to shout out a huge thank you to... To Whitney. To Whitney. Um, she listens to Coffee Talk. She's a friend of ours. And she she has a company, her and her mom. And they made us custom coffee mugs. Yes. That say Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen on one side and cheers, babe. And they even took our font and everything. Yes. They, yes. they did it. They and the did coffee cups are white with black. It's awesome. It's That's super great. cute. And so we're, we will forever drink out of these oh, cups. forever. Every time we do the yes, podcast. Yes, I, I love these cups. We'll have to Unless post. Unless dirty. Just wash it out. Here's how it works with the podcast world, in case you're wondering. It starts with people giving you coffee cups. And by the time we finish, they're giving us houses. What? Yeah, I'm here for that. That's what I heard. I'm praying for a house. That's, I was told that. That's actually my. Ne- that's my prayer. My At the very least, Porsches. They give you Porsches. That someone will oh. give us a house. Like, <laughs> you're actually believing. For I that? am. That's in my prayer. Hey, 
What if we just earn our own house? That's fine too. And you've had houses before. Then you'll have two. Uh, yes. You own two houses say, by the time you were 25, you own this two houses. Is, this is a property I have in, you know, gotten over the years and don't need and, and would you like it? Are you and not? Say, you owned yes. two houses by the time you were 25. That's it. I don't own. I you owned did. a mortgage. You did I didn't own. own. You own did. means that you have no mortgage payment. Babe, so, homeowners are people who have mortgages. Yes, Very few people But if outright. you own a home and you own it outright, that is something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is something so else. So if you need, to, like, if you need some money, you just sell that baby and go move in an apartment. There's your, there's your retirement. You can also do that so, if you pay a mortgage because of appreciation. But hey, God can do anything. I'm, I ask crazy things. Math. Like <laughs> new homes, new cars. Equity. Like, look at the house we're living in. Like, this is a miracle. Mm. So, you have not because you asked not. I guess. You got Let's just in the podcast right there. But bam Well said. You're okay. Happy. Speaking of, I want to hit us with one thought today on Coffee Talk. Um, mm. It's a phrase that I think we've mentioned before on the podcast. I can't remember because we do a lot of talking and we talk with lots of friends. And a lot of our Coffee Talks, I feel like they bleed into each other because we literally have these conversations over bonfires and cups of coffee or restaurants or meals and vacation. And then we, I'm like, did we, did we record that talk or did we just talk that talk? <laughs> so, but I, I'm pretty yeah. sure we brought this, this phrase up before, I think on the podcast, the opposite of faith isn't fear. The opposite of faith is control. Okay. And here's the thought I kind of want to hit us with. You do, that's like, that has to sink in for a second. Okay. Let that's really sink. good. Yeah. I heard you say that for the first time like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, that's probably the best thing I've ever heard to um, describe. You know what? I actually can't take full credit for it. Fear. There was a guy that came, um, one of our new friends, Bree and Kevin, and and Kevin, it was we were having like a men's Bible study at one point, and he kind of referenced it, and he was quoting someone, but he's like, and I thought, man, that's brilliant. The opposite of faith isn't fear, which is what we think, but the opposite of faith is control. Mm. because faith in its essence, and you know, and when I'm talking about faith, I'm talking about something bigger than yourself, believing in better. For us, if you listen to the Coffee Talk, you realize we're people of faith, we believe in God. And so for us, that's faith ultimately, is God, um, divine intervention, that God's out there, he loves us, got a plan for us, right? And, and we're not necessarily, this isn't um, a Christian podcast, but we are people of faith. Absolutely. And so that's a huge part of our life. And so a lot of times you think the opposite of faith is fear. But really, it's not because faith at its core is trust, and so the opposite of faith is control. It's I want I want to control it. I'm gonna take I'm gonna manage it. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take care of it. I'm gonna take matters in my own hand. But sometimes you just can't, and sometimes you have to live in faith. And I want to talk about it. And I'll open it up and kind of give us like our premise, babe, and then you can chime in. And we are in unique times, and I want to. And they keep we, getting unique. And we've been pretty good on this podcast, I think, of of talking about things without talking about things. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it comes, you're talking political. Political, even social. I mean, because when we talk about things, we just talk about things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's yeah. certain things that like, I don't want to dabble in. I don't want to become a political right, podcast. I right. don't want to always voice our opinions so that as to like make people choose sides. I, you know, I mean, we know what we believe, but I want to kind of come at it. As, as an unbiased as we can. But we are certainly living in, I call it dark days. Times are trying. Mm-hmm. And they're getting more and more trying as we go. And everyone could, you can, you can fill the blank in with whatever you want. It could be pandemic stuff, it could be political stuff, it could be war stuff, it could be hurricanes, it could be what's going on in Afghanistan, it could be racial stuff, it could be racism, it could be prejudice, it could be sexism. I mean, just fill it in. Mm-hmm. It could be personal things. Like, um, but universally, these are kind of dark, dark days yeah. that we're in. Um, I'm not afraid of the dark. And I think that light 
shines brightest in the dark. Um, and to me, that is faith. So, but, okay, hey, I'm going to make this point. We were at the ocean. We've been at the ocean for the last two weeks. And Seren can attest to this because she was out there with, with me and the boys. There After, what was it, um, Tropical Storm Fred. We yeah. came in right after Tropical Storm Fred into Florida. So the storm was gone, but the waves were still coming in from the sea. And there was like day two we were there. The biggest waves, and we mentioned this in our podcast, but the biggest waves I've ever seen in Destin, Florida, in the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, I'm talking like eight-foot breakers. Just the kind of waves that you don't necessarily want to catch and ride, although we did. They're the kind of waves you want to miss. Just like be in them, but don't get hit by them. Because, I mean, they. I'm talking, these things were coming hard. down. Yeah. yeah, like straight-up California waves, <clears throat> but big time. And... Um, and I, and I was reminded of this thing when it comes to a wave. There, there is a point when you're facing a wave, a wall of water coming at you. There's a point where you, where you can't stay where you are and you can't turn back, okay? So like before you get to that point, when you're wading out into your ankles, which is all you pretty much do in the waves, Jen, which I love about you, you're super sexy in your bathing suit, you're just like, I'm in the water, woo, you know, like, woo, it's splashy. I did get in, I got but in. there... I could stand ankle deep and just watch the waves crash, and I'm fine. There's no point, right? If you go into your knees, now you're starting. Some of the, they're starting to break on you, but they're small enough. There comes a point. Typically, in most oceans, I would say it's about waist deep, where you can no longer just stand there because the wave will absolutely break on you. And if it breaks on you, you're in trouble. It's yeah. if it breaks on you, it will break you. And you can't turn back and run because a wave doesn't just break in one spot. It's, it's a moving thing. So at that point, if you turn and like, I'm going to get away from it, I'm going to get away from it. I changed my mind. You can't. It's too late. The wave will hunt you down and the wave will catch you because the break zone mm-hmm. is a wide area. So w- I noticed this. And so what happens, Seren knows this from experience. I don't know, Vic, you probably remember no. this, but you kind of stay out of the water. Yeah. There's this point where you can't stay where you are and you cannot turn and retreat. The only option you have in the ocean with big waves is to charge headfirst into the mountain of water that is threatening to destroy you. That's it. That's all you can do. If you don't, you're doomed. So you have to like get this curse. Renee will know this. You're and swept, we, we just did this this week. You have to like, you see the water building. Yeah. And if you stand there, you're dead. If you try and run from it, it'll catch you. All you can do is go as fast as you can because the whole goal is to dive through the wall so that you don't get caught by the break. And you dive through the water. And if you do that, you're safe. You come out the other side, the wave passes, you're good. If you stay there, you're dead. If you run from it, you're dead. Your only option is to move forward. And here's my thought. You have no control over the waves of the ocean. You can't change it. It's coming. It's happening. It is imminent. And it is coming for you. All you can do is find the courage to move forward in the midst of it. Ah, did you see what I just did there? All I'm thinking is, is <laughs> all I'm thinking is, is just don't get in the water. <laughs> and Jen, okay, but I know you're making a point here, but all I'm thinking <laughs> is, is that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I go in. Okay, my but ankles. if you take that with the metaphor that I'm talking about, uh, yes. the life metaphor, you're saying just don't live life. Exactly. Just don't I do get anything. It. I, I get it. So Stay on the couch. I get it, Doctor Billy. Let's assume it. that we've all chosen to live life. Right. I would say we are in a season in life right now. Absolutely. Collectively as a people group, as, as humans right now on this planet, we are at that point. It's too late to turn back. Yep. Um, we, we can't stay where we are. You cannot, or it's going to crush you. We have to find the courage mm-hmm. to move forward, 
That's I would say we're there. Yes. And here's the thing. We can't control that. We can't control the waves that are coming. We can't control the overwhelming obstacles that we're facing that are crashing down upon us. But what we can control is our ability to find the courage to charge headfirst into that which is coming at us. Faith. You said just the other night, COVID's not going away. Right. And I was like, thank you. Well, we've been saying that from the beginning. But then someone said, the, yeah, you were like, thank you. But, but, but we will have there will always be a variant. point. There that's will always exactly be boosters. Right. There will always so be other variants. we're parasites. looking at another variant. There will always be other viruses. And another variant. So always. That being said is we have to choose to keep moving forward. And that's not just one, that's just one area. I mean, right. You can that's talk about other one things. Area, and that yeah. is a massive area in our society. The whole right world now. shares that. That's, that is major. We're at the point. Right. You can't just stay where you are or you're dead. You can't run anymore. You can't get away from it. So what do we do? And if we stay, if we stay tucked into our houses and literally isolate ourselves, we're going to emotionally, mentally, and physically die. Like it, 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 it's not okay. So here's my question. And I know, I know we're talking a lot about faith on this podcast, but I'm going to do it. Because you know what? In dark days, this is probably what we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. So whether you believe in God or whether you believe in a higher power or whether you believe in Jesus like we do or whether you believe in whatever it is you believe in, can I ask this question collectively? Everyone listening to the podcast right now. What about faith? What about that? I know, we, I know, we're, re, I know we're listening to science. I know we're listening to politics. I know we're listening to news. I know we're listening to reason. Reason, the reasoning of men and women. And here's the crazy thing about the reasoning of men and women. It goes all spectrums. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant men and women think the opposite of other brilliant men and yeah. women. Who's right? Who's wrong? Here's my question. What about faith? Have we forgotten? And I'm not talking about a storybook fake thing that we just like keeps us warm at night and mommy tucks me in my bed and reads me a little faith story. No, I'm talking about the faith that stands in the midst of, of terrifying times. What about that? What about that? What about believing in something bigger? What about the hope that it'll work out for good? What about the fact that miracles can happen and have yeah. happened? What about the thought that dreams really do come true? Like Jiminy Cricket said, dreams really do come true. What about divine intervention? Yes. Have you ever experienced it in your life? If yes. you think about it, there's been those moments, and have we forgotten? Are we, are we so caught up in the practical, like what about the hope of something better? Yes. And here's my whole thought. Faith is a fight. It's a fight. It is a fight to Every try day. not to control Every everything. Day. I have yep. to fight. Okay, there's a movie that I'm reminded of, and what do you think? Liam Neeson did this movie way back in the day called, I think it was called The Gray, and it was. It's kind of. A, it, it was. It's okay. Movie, and it's about him in the Alaskan frontier, and he's, these wolves were attacking. You know, and he's he's like a bodyguard for hunters, and he fights off the wolves. And at the end of the day, the wolves kill them all. But so it's a decent movie. But in the movie, he quotes this poem, and he says, "Once again, into the fray, the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die." on this day. And it was like his philosophy of facing wolves every single day in the wild Alaskan frontier. He's like, once again into the fray, the last good fight I'll ever know. It's this mentality of like faith, living, moving forward. It's a fight. Yes. It's a fight. And we we actually do not have the luxury anymore. And this is just my personal opinion. And I'm being super emphatic. And babe, slow me down if you want. 
we don't have the luxury of just standing still and we no longer have the luxury of turning around and running back. Uh, We're in too deep. Whether you wanted to be this deep in the ocean, whether they were like you and just wanted to stand ankle deep or whether you're like me and went out to the waist, it doesn't matter. We're all in it now. And we have, we can either, we can either act in fear and try and control things or we can live in faith and realize like, hey, this is beyond us. You know, the crazy thing is, is if we act in in fear, we actually can control things for a little bit of time. There is a time span, I think, in all of our lives where we can, we can actually do kind of, kind of pretty well in, in controlling. But I'm telling you, that comes to an end. Well, there's very little that we can control. You can control a few things. You can control your response. You can control your thoughts. Totally. But there's so much things that we can't control. And I think people are having, at some point, we're all going to have to come to the realization, and it's different for all of us, of what you can and can't control. And there are certain things we cannot control. But I can control this. And okay, if faith is a fight, I'm reminded of this. Vic, Vic, I wonder if you'll remember this, Vic, the sound trick. Um, We grew up in Baltimore, Chicago, but one place we lived, I remember, do you remember Bartlett, Vic, in Chicago? Mm -hmm. We lived in a neighborhood called I Bartlett. Know what you're say. Yep, and there was the bully of Bartlett, and I don't remember his name, but he was a bully. He was a high school student. I was in middle school. Vic was probably in elementary, uh, elementary. Yeah. and Joey was also in middle school, one year under me. So I think he was like sixth grade. I was seventh grade. Vic was a fifth grader, probably, and um, this guy was like a sophomore. I think it was fourth grade, actually. Yeah. So we were young, but I'll never forget. There was a bully of Bartlett. We live in Bartlett, and every time off the, he would just he would just bully us. He kind of push us. He always talk about us, you know. And he was he's a high school student, so what are you going to do? And he lived in our neighborhood, and you know it's it's Chicago. It's like twenty minutes south of Chicago, so it's you know it's kind of rough. But I'll never forget one day he was talking, and my brother. It wasn't rough. <laughs> okay, it's pretty rough, Vic. Vic, let me ask you this. Was Bartlett suburb? Vic, was Bartlett rougher than Bellevue? Okay. Okay, thank you. Yes. Anything's rougher than Bellevue. It wasn't as rough as like Caprini well, Green in Chicago. As, yeah, was right. it rough as you were you raised in Chicago? It was Chicago. This is Chicago. Bartlett is a suburb of Chicago. Is that where all the gang fested school you attended? No, that was no. that was in Elgin, Dundee. El- okay. Wasn't yeah. that worse? Yeah, it got Sorry, worse. I got a Life got worse. Thank you. <laughs> Things got worse from Mom there. and dad didn't do so well. <laughs> Mom and dad did great. Oh man, dad's dead. That's Too not soon. cool. <laughs> oh, oh, they did great. Look at we turned out all right. Anyways, I'll never forget. Cheers. One Cheers. day this guy, the bully from Bartlett, man, he was he was saying something. And my brother Joey, who's one year younger than me, he Joey has got the gift of passion. Of talk. And so finally, he just started talking back <laughs> I think to you this. you guys all have the gift of Well, talk. he started talking back to this bully. And can I just be honest? He was assassinating him with his words. <laughs> so the bully couldn't handle This high school student couldn't handle that a sixth grader was just crushing him verbally. Joey had had it. And, you know, the guy's much bigger than Joey. I don't much blame Joey, him. you know? So Joey just starts giving it to him. Boom, boom, boom. And we're laughing. And the bully has it. And so he just he just comes over to Joey unannounced. And... And I remember when he was he was getting mad, and I could see it. But it wasn't. I'm like, I'm still at the point. Like, okay, what? I mean, Joey's just talking. Joey's, you know, what am I gonna do? I'm kind of scared of the bully, honestly. And then the bully grabs Joey and just punches the heck out of him. And I remember at this point, okay, at this point, I'm like, um, I knew I had to do something, but I was super hesitant. I'm like, oh man, this guy's like, he's a sophomore, so he punched Joey. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, it's it's all happening speed time, like. Joey got himself into this. Joey's getting the due <laughs> rewards of his deeds. <laughs> like his past has come back to haunt him. Do I jump in? Like it's my brother, it's family. I know it, but I was still too scared. So it was like if I could, I was paralyzed. I wasn't doing anything. And so before I could make a decision, 
Little Vic, Little Little Vic the sound chick is on some like hill. No, you didn't. No, just fourth grade. She just jumps off this hill with this samurai scream and pounds him on the back. The bully like just dives at him, and I it was it was inspiring. She's like ah, and she just hits him. Justice. Yeah, it doesn't even phase yes. him. He's a sophomore. She's I would a be fourth grader. You in this. And so he turns and chucks Vic to the ground. Oh no! Yeah. Okay, now at this and point, you're still played it out in your head. No, no, that was it, and that was it. I remember it was like it was at that moment, this point of no return. So where you get touched by a little brother, yeah. But when you touch the lady, yeah. the need yeah. to act outweighed my fear to run, and I'll never forget That's it. Great. Like the need to act outweighed my fear to run, and I'll never forget. I started yes. to chase this guy, and I was slow, and he was kind of laughing. And now I was crying because I was mad. And when I was younger, when I get mad, I cried. <laughs> Babe, I love the sensitive sides. And he almost escaped my grip. And I grabbed his shirt. Yeah, you did. And then I'm a big boy, so I did counterweight. And I started fl- spinning. And I flung him so hard to the ground. And I did. I remember, I remember my dad taught me to fight. He's yeah. like, play to your advantages. And I jumped on him. And dude, once I'm on top of you, I don't care how much older you are than me, I don't know how bigger you are than me, I got you. This is the Christmas story. Yeah, and so his head was face down because I jumped on his back, and I just proceeded to pound his head into yes. the ground. Yeah, it this got, is a movie. It got pretty brutal and pretty violent, right? But I'll never forget. And, and so, needless to say, and I felt bad later. He, he, he literally crawled home crying. Like we but beat no the way, shit so you, out wait, of this wait, guy. Wait, wait, I'm not done with the story. You pounded his head, and he's just letting you pound his he, head. He had no choice. I was sitting on his arms and his back, like I pinned him. I had my knees on both of his elbows. Dude was done. And then I just beat his head with my fists until he stopped Where was your mother? I don't know. Your mother was never around. We were at the bus stop. We were at the bus stop. We were coming home. Yeah. Oh, my God. At the bus stop. We had gotten off. The bus had left. He chose the wrong battle that day. But But here's what I remember. My need, the need to act outweighed my fear to run. And it was like, now I have to do something, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, this courage comes upon you, and I think even an ability that was way beyond me. There was an mm. adrenaline run. I mean, I beat up a sophomore. I'm a seventh grader, um, and I felt terrible. And we actually went back and apologized later because we really beat him up pretty bad, and I, I, the moment lost me. But I was amazed at how quickly it shifted. At first, I was so afraid. And then when he hit Joey, I was afraid. I was kind of overwhelmed. And I thought, like, oh, I should probably do something, but I don't know. And then Vic jumped in. She had more courage than me, my fourth grade sister. And then he. I don't know if it was courage. I just think She it was just got angry. Of, yeah. Like, forethought. Girl is courage. He chucks her to the ground, and that was it. And then I'm like, that's it. I have to move. The only decision I had is just charge. Charge right into that thing that you're afraid of. And if we can make the parallel. I feel that's where we have to be in society today. And no, and you know, and not even just society, in your life. Mm-hmm. What giant, what obstacle, what fear are you facing? Faith says run headlong into it. Like just char- once again into, into the, the fray. fray. Love it. Um <clears throat> okay, so I like to break the rules. So do you. Oh. You actually like to break rules better than me. It's a problem sometimes. I once had a title for a book that maybe I'll write one day called um, How to Break All the Rules. And it was like um, a guide to living life right or something like that. I can't remember. But, you know, like I, there's something about me that like I sometimes think some rules some rules were meant to be broken. Absolutely. Some rules are meant to be broken. Um, and But, okay, if you're out there and you're like you're a rule keeper, we have some friends that are rule keepers, and I love that. I can't really relate. And I'm not, I don't like to break rules frivolously, like just, oh, I'm, gonna be a, I'm not a rebel. I, I would say, to quote the movie, I'm a rebel with a cause. Like 
And I think some rules like should be broken. Mm-hmm. And I especially, but we have friends that are like rule keepers and it's a, it's a big kind of core value for them. Like they don't want to break the rules. And if that's you, if you're listening, let me ask you this. If you don't want to break the rules, then my question is what rules are you playing by right now? What rules? Are you playing by the rules of faith? Or are you playing by the rules of fear? Because mm. we have to, let's you're playing, establish. You're playing to something. Let's establish yes. what rules are you playing by? Faith or fear? Here's what the rules of faith say. Rules of faith would say this. Keep moving. You can do this. You're not alone. Something bigger is at play. Uh, once again, into the fray. That's what the rules of faith say. That's what they say. It's going to work out. Something unexpected is going to happen. We're going to make it through this. The rules of faith tell me that we'll look back in months, in years from now, and be like, dude, we did it. It will not last. Like, this won't change, but we will not be in the same place we are today. Right. Personally, as a nation, as a world, as a society, as an individual, that's, but, or are you living by the rules of fear, which say freeze, don't move, run from danger. You can't do this. You're all by yourself. Run and hide. Maybe it'll just go away. That's, those, are the, those are the paradigms that we approach life through. And one is, I'm going to control everything I can. And so what we can control is actually very small. So we, okay, this is it. So we get very small. And we control the very small that we have. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to control everything, you're going to live a very small life. Because what you can control is actually very small. Or we choose to trust. Mm-hmm which is a life of faith, which means we can go big. You know, it's, it's the whole thought of like the what ifs, right? And I heard someone say, maybe it was Stephen Furtick, who's a, who's, a, who's, a, who's a popular preacher. I think he said, what ifs go both ways in life. You have the what if, like it, what if can go both ways. Right. What if. All the bad things happen. What if this happens? What if this happens? Or like, it's like, you know, what if, what if I lose my job? Question, but what if you get a promotion? What if the business fails? But well, what, what if, if the doesn't? business succeeds extravagantly? Right. What if she says no to the date? But what if she says yes? And also, I'd love to marry you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. What ifs can blow either way? And it all, I think, many what's depends. Are you approaching it with faith? Or are you approaching it with I fear? I love that. Yeah. That's, that is fantastic. Because I think, and I think that's what I mean when I'm a bit of a rebel. Because I'm kind of like, well, yeah, there is a chance that so-and-so is going to be upset about this decision I'm making, but what if they're not? And mm-hmm. it makes all the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, there's this element in me that, that I love that because it's living a bit on the edge of let's just jump off and see what happens. Now, obviously we're not talking about crazy, stupid stuff, but we're talking about, just like you said, start the business. What if it fails? Yeah, that's a, that's huge. What if it doesn't though? Like to me, that is, that is a way to live life and, 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 and give it a go. Let's rehearse some of them. Remember when we lived in Atlanta 15 years ago and we had been offered a great job and a great community and we were in our 20s and we had kind of risen to the top and everything was good and we're with all of our family and we kind of felt like, what if by God, divine intervention faith, we moved to Seattle and just go into the unknown because we felt this call and this, and what if we do it? And I mean, everyone, a lot of people thought we were crazy and people were like, well, what if you stay? And 
Now, 15 years later, like here we are, and it was literally, would you not say, Jen, one of the best decisions we ever made in our entire life, not just for you and me, but for our children. 100%. I mean, think about that. And then we we were literally last year in July, like, I think we're supposed to start a community, open a church. And it was like, but there is... Who would do it during a pandemic? And that seems crazy. What if nobody comes? What if what it if fails? No one comes? What if you go into bankruptcy? What if you, the law shuts you down? What if, what if, what, what if? you if, don't have the finances if, to keep or going? what if it absolutely flourishes? What if it's easier than we ever thought? What if hundreds of people show up? On the first day. And what if we're moving into the premier building in the premier city in just two months? What if that happened? Right. And it did. You know what I'm saying? And I'm okay with the what ifs that blow the wrong way because I'm I'm hanging on to the what ifs that go the right way. And those you learn so much from. You learn from. And that is that is a blessing too. If you if you use it to learn good lessons, right? You use it for your advantage. Like, hey, I we did the what if. Didn't work out. Bad decision. Okay, pick it up, move forward, and go again. And that's the difference between not just surviving a fight or a trial, but being a student in the fight or trial. Mm. I believe you're going to survive the the what-ifs that go wrong and the things like the things that you can't control that just work out poorly. Well, I believe we'll survive them. You say, how? Faith. What about faith? That's That's what I'm talking about on this podcast. Secondly, I'll be a student of that. So not only are we going to survive it, we're going to learn so much from it. We're going to learn so much from it. And so, so in fact, I think some of those things have to happen so that we can learn because there's so much more to life. And now it's like, okay, I learned, I learned, I learned. I didn't just survive it. I became a student of it. And now I can go with more confidence. Um, remember that one time, I remember this, um, this was probably, I don't know, was it 10 years ago maybe or eight years ago? Um, we were living month to month. We were doing pretty good, but we just, we could not, I remember being like, I remember having this conversation with you. I was like, babe, I cannot, we cannot physically make any more money than we're making, but we're not getting ahead. We're yeah. just tight. And I know this is finances, but I remember, and we kind of had this thought, and here was our faith thought. It's like, but what if, what if we were more generous? I can't make any more money, but I could give more money. And I believe in principles that we find in scripture that says, give in the world and it'll be given unto you and your world will get bigger and bigger. I believe generosity leads to more generosity. And I just believe that, right? So- I remember saying this, and we we both had this deep conversation. We were paycheck to paycheck. We were mm-hmm. barely making it. We were actually kind of short every single month. And we had racked our brains. And I was like, we can't actually do anything else. We didn't have enough time, didn't have enough virtue. We couldn't make any more money than we were making. I had no control over it. Yeah. But we had, came to decision. But we nothing can stop us from giving more. We could be more That's generous. Exactly right. And we test this principle. And so we started doing it. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And we did it for six months. And I, I wish it would have happened like right away, but it didn't for six months. But you know what I remember during that six months? I didn't worry about finances. We were tight. I didn't feel like we were more tight, even though we were giving more. Right. And then all of a sudden, in a weekend, do you remember? Yes. I know you do. Our salary doubled, doubled. In a weekend. And all of a sudden, we went from like barely having enough to we don't know what to do with all the money we have. And it was fun planning it and figuring it out and being like, yo, fam, we booked a house in Chelan. Yo, fam. Like we just like, hey, God's blessed us. And we kept giving faith versus fear. There comes a point, and now I'm going to repeat it, and and hopefully this is encouraging everyone. There comes a point in our lives where you can't just stand there anymore Mm -hmm. and you can't turn back. Mm -hmm. You have to charge head on. 
And we can do that through faith. And I believe that. And I'm, a, I'm believing that for people to listen to this podcast, whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is you're going through, whatever decision you're up against, approach it from the rules of faith. It says, keep going. You can do this. You're not alone. It's bigger than you think. Yes. We're going to be all right. We're going to get through this. The sun will shine again. There's brighter days yes. ahead. These yes. mountains are not too big for us to climb. Ain't no mountain high enough. We're going to be okay. And I just, I choose to live my life that way. I refuse to live my life any other way. I'm going to engage the rules of faith. And in days like these, when it's dark, when it seems a little desperate, when it seems overwhelming, when it's certainly confusing, and there are things to be afraid of, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm not going to look at that wall of fear and let it crush me and make it cause me to retreat. I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm going to charge headlong into it and believe for the best. And I think this is the ingredients um, for the best life. Yeah. And a life with no regrets. I mean, like, you know, people ask, well, how do you, how do you live with no regrets? How do you live a life with no regrets? I, I think this is it. We live I think, full on. I think this is the yeah. perspective and the way we have to choose to live every single day. Yeah. No regrets. No regrets. And it's trust. And if you put it all on yourself, good luck. That's very daunting. And you're going to get stressed out. But we, again, faith is obviously believing in something bigger and greater. For us, that's God. And it's letting go of control, like you said. Right. We're going to trust. We're going to yes. trust that better days are ahead. And I yes. believe that for all of us. So. Hopefully that so, encourages so you, man. Inspiring. I, yeah, yeah, well, I'm you feeling, know. Hey, baby. We just came off vacation, you know. So. You know. Well, thank you for listening and yep. thank you for sharing. And um, hey, babe, cheers to you, my love. Cheers to you. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.